Well, lots of South Africans, when they travel overseas, get terribly defensive when they get issues of apartheid get raised and issues of privilege if you happen to be white in South Africa or issues of corruption if you're a South African or issues of your currency being worth nothing. And we tend to take the views of outsiders quite personally and quite badly. Certainly, we know our finance minister doesn't take kindly to ratings agencies who who pick holes in the budget speech or ratings agencies that pick holes in South Africa's finances, and he gets quite irate about it. Um, it's always nice to chat to Peter Attard Montalto from Namura when he's on the phone to us from London. But he's in studio tonight, Peter Attard Montalto. You're younger than you sound. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. It's great to be here um, back in Joburg. Uh, it's really good to see you, meet you face to face in the flesh. Five reasons tonight why we really need to take the views of outsiders more seriously as South Africans. Because I, I get a sense that we are pretty defensive as South Africans when it comes to external criticism of, of our finances in particular. Well, yeah, you have to combine that as well with the fact that a lot of investors come to Santon, they hear this sort of very negative view that comes from out the banks here, from traders and things like that. Um, so we need to find a balanced uh, position between the two parts. And this discussion, of course, is an interesting time now. With the government has just published the uh, the 20-year review. Um, and I think that kind of encapsulates the problem in a nutshell, if you like. Uh, uh, the government and the ANC are very, very good at putting out uh, um, critiques of what's wrong with the economy and plans for how you fix it. It's always the implementation that really is where things fall down. And that's, I think, the main issue um, looking into South Africa is not so much the lack of plans, it's the lack of implementation. And, and that's one of the things that really burns our government is that we've got the National Development Plan. What is wrong with people like you, Atta Bontaldo, that you don't see? Well, the, Our na- plan. <laughs> the National Development Plan is an amazing piece of marketing um, for the government um, <laughs> that they can they can trump it out. And Annie, yeah. uh, the answer to every single question, of course, is NDP. Um, but I think everyone has gone through this arc of um, uh, different stages of understanding NDP. Firstly, it comes out. We all say, ah, oh, Trevor Manuel did it, therefore it must be amazing. Um, then we start to read the executive summary and say, okay, there's some good ideas in here, some, some good planning. And then we actually read the rest of the 800 pages, uh, or more even, uh, and we suddenly realise that actually there are a lot of internal contradictions in it. Um, there are a lot of people in society and Kazata, etc., who are unhappy with it. Uh, and then, of course, you get on the issues that we've discussed many times in the past of the lack of leadership on the document. So, uh, for me, NDP is is much more a marketing tool um, for for the government than a um, a real sort of uh, sort of set of proposals that the government will take forward in a cohesive fashion. And where it is taken forward, say by Treasury, by Health, it's by uh, ministries which would be doing that kind of thing anyway based on the minister and the personality of the minister. Our president was very proud in the State of the Nation address uh, with a particular phrase, and that phrase was, we have a good story to tell. And we do have a good story to tell. The last 20 years in South Africa have been nothing short of a socio-political economic miracle. Or at least the first 16 years, or not, maybe the first three years weren't so great. The next 13 were pretty good, but the last four or so haven't been so good. So the good story is kind of averaged out over 20 years. It becomes less of a fantastic story. But we've got a good story to tell. Your concern is we're so busy focusing on looking backwards, we're not looking forwards. Well, exactly. For investors, it's about the direction the country is facing in at the moment. And um, one can obviously understand and research in a lot of detail the legacy that apartheid left, um, the problems that uh, um, gave in terms of you know the, the position of labour and where it's located versus companies, all that sort of issue that um, the government has talked a lot about. Um, but really, investors want to know, are we heading in the right direction, given the problems that are there? And that's where there are the um, the issues that, that we that we like to discuss. Um, and there, there is certainly a very good story, but I don't necessarily think that necessarily
necessarily has to make you optimistic on the future. And there are still plenty of things to be cautious about. And if you like, there are a lot of easy wins to be done in the first 20 years um, around uh, the, now the building of uh, an infrastructure program, um, the assemble, uh, the, the putting a state together even. And uh, you know, the apartheid state was left in a complete mess. It had to be totally restructured sure. um, uh, back after, after 94. A lot of those things were easier to do. Now we're at the really difficult things where you need to expend serious amounts of political capital on reforming labour markets, um, you know, having very d- difficult discussions about the future of the mining sector, things like that. Sitting and watching us, do you feel like we run around in circles chasing our tails a lot of the time rather than actually tackling and finding solutions to problems and implementing those solutions? We kind of talk, 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 talk a lot. Well, this is actually almost exactly my seventh uh, anniversary, seven years coming to South Africa. Uh, and it does feel like business day looks the same every time I come, <laughs> um, and particularly the, the sort of comments and editorial page. Um, and I think we, we're kind of stuck in uh, this loop, if you like, which is caused by a lack of implementation. There are all these plans we knew of gear, RDP, all the rest of it. Um, and it's all about implementation. That's why the debate goes around uh, in circles. Of course, that's not to say that there hasn't been progress um, made in many areas. But it's always been a grinding um, underperformance story, if you like, not a a full wholesale shift that you've seen, say, in many Eastern European countries after um, the fall of communism, where there's a wholesale shift in attitude um, in policies Mm. that came through. Uh, Ideology is interesting because, I mean, the fall of communism was a very clear line in the sand. We in South Africa are still quite ideologically, in my view, and I'm going to be in trouble, constrained um, by the idea that communism and socialism were terribly good things and we should be implementing their ideals here. Well, this is the problem being stuck back in basically the 60s debate, it would feel like, in the UK. Well, it's not that I was born then. Um, but the, the, uh, um, there's, there's too much of a, a willingness to, if you like, to allow time to see how more left-wing ideas uh, would play out. And we've seen that, of course, right at the moment in terms of um, the uh, NPRDA amendments that got passed by Parliament today and taking stakes. You know, the now, this is of- important because this was a breaking news story and Tara Meany, who's just come in on your right-hand side, is going to be delighted because she's looking for a comment for her eight clock news this evening. Um, Here we've got a piece of legislation passed in which government says, yeah, we'll take our tax from the profits you make from your drilling operations, but if you are going to come in and drill for oil and gas in South Africa, we're going to take 20% up front for nothing. Thank you very much. As an outsider looking in, what does that tell you? Well, I think it says that uh, you can control the private sector without having any impact on productivity on investment decisions um, and that's the mindset that the government has that they think that investment will carry on as normal and you simply extract that extra bit of um, dividend they don't think about the feedback loop which is that uh, particularly for new sectors that are only just forming like oil exploration and shale gas um, that actually this holds back um, hugely the amount of investment that may well come in and it all is into that sort of uh, question of why is FDI in South Africa so low um, and this is example of where new potential streams of FDI are going to be um, cut off or at least um, hindered by, by regulatory choices that are made based on an ideological view of the state being involved in the economy. If you are a Shell or an ExxonMobil or any one of the big international oil companies and you hear the story of South Africa wants 20% of the business before you sink your first hole, do you go elsewhere? Well, there are plenty of other opportunities in uh, in Eastern Europe, in the rest of Africa and Canada for, for these sorts of explorations um, at the moment. So, you know, potentially you are involved here, but in a much smaller way, employing fewer jobs than you might otherwise uh, have been done. You're, you're less eager um, than where there is perhaps a, a more conducive regulatory uh, um, environment in, like there is now forming in some places in Eastern Europe. Are we shooting ourselves in the economic foot, literally? 
Well, I think for, for me, the story of all this is not that South Africa ever blows up. And I always hate when you come and you hear some local trying to talk about the Zimbabwe scenario. Um, but it's about the, the lack of realisation of what is potential, potential growth. There could be growth of 5 to 6% in South Africa, as the NDP um, outlined, um, if you undertook the right policy decisions and allowed the right amount of regulatory certainty. Um, yes, had redistribution. Yes, had um, you know, um, redistribution from uh, mining properties profits in some sense into into social grants things like that but with uh, reform of labor markets etc you can achieve more and that that for me has always been the frustrating thing about covering south africa peter attard montalto from Nomura, usually based in london in our joburg studio tonight